G'day, podcasters. Oh, what you playing oh, there, bud? I actually didn't realise that my computer has an external speaker and I can never shut it up and I'm becoming more and more like my dad. Just stop. Thank what you. are you watching? Nothing. I was reading oh. the art, this article uh, about the ongoing feud in the monarchy. Oh, um, Harry and Meghan and Queen Lizzie. Yeah, those ones. Good old Liz. Isn't it funny? It's the crazy. big Liz. Yeah, they're not addressing the fact that there's still speculation around Prince Andrew's proclivities. Oh, I know. The whole, I reckon the whole thing's been orchestrated <laughs> yeah. to just detract attention oh, look, from him. Look, there's a multiracial baby in the royal family. <laughs> look at that. Look. Look over there. Look over there. Uh, well, not not um, you, Andrew. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Uh, there's not a lot of royal chat in today's show, no, but there is none. a lot of fun. Absolutely. Stacks of fun. Uh, drunk or a kid is back. That's an absolute cracker of a segment. If you haven't heard it before, essentially... You tell us a story and we have to guess whether you were drunk at the time or a child. It is fun, but I can't believe you didn't lead with the best chat we had on the show today. Yes, we had Andy Lee, yes. who's arguably one of the best people who's ever done oh, radio. And when he rang your phone and you were like, oh, oh, oh my God, Andy Lee has my phone He's number. going, oh, I'm just going to stare at it forever yeah. now and wait for him to call back. Yep. Um, no, but we also <laughs> had a chat, bear with me, to a mushroom expert. A mycologist, oh, if you will. So fascinating. Honestly, the most interesting chat we've had in 2021. You've got to get out more. No, it's so good. I'm going to join the Micrological Society after this. It's mycological. Whatever. Micrological. That's that's small stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) No, but you know what? I liked it so much that I put the full version in today's podcast. So a small mushroom is micro-mycology. Yeah, micro-mycology, yeah. Yes. Micro-mycological. Yep. There you go. There you go. Way to stop down my excitement about the I just thought, you know, I, thought I put myself in the head of someone <laughs> listening and I thought, shut up about the mushrooms. But I thought, how do I do that? Now nah, you're going to get seven and a half minutes of mushroom Mushroom chat. And it will be worth it, I promise. Enjoy. Mm. <laughs> so, you're in the digital age, eh? Too cool for the radio. So you've downloaded this. You've actually chosen to listen. Sorry in advance. But here goes... Ellie and Bex. A couple of weeks ago now, I had a, a really awkward moment because someone that uh, we both like a lot professionally and I like personally as well uh, had a new TV show coming out and you interview them and you think, geez, I hope I like it. You hope you like the TV show? Yeah, it was, it was really, really tough. But then I put on the cube and I absolutely loved it, Andy Lee. Oh, Bex, thanks very much. Ellie, how are you? Good, my friend. I mean, I've got to say, watching The Cube, great game, by the way. I love a game that incorporates, a show that incorporates lots of little games because that's my jam. But have you ever watched yeah. um, the Netflix show You, by any chance? Uh, and it's I like the stalker so. dude? It's okay not to, mate. I have no idea what she's talking well, about. Well, okay. Um, no. <laughs> he locks these chicks in this, like, cube. It's literally the same as The Cube. And then, like... <laughs> Murders them. So oh, wow. Just like, oh, yes. We did buy this secondhand <laughs> off a pretty odd guy. There you go. Uh, yes. like you'd have to wipe off a lot of weird stains on it before yeah. we played our silly little hey, game. Hey, that uh, starts to make sense. That's, that's Gumtree these days. You just, you know. <laughs> hey, you got a cuss cut in COVID. If it's a crime scene, can, it doesn't matter. Can we point out quite clearly that no one gets murdered? I know you said it's exactly the same, but no one gets murdered <laughs> on Andy Lee's hit show, The Cube. Okay? Just games. <laughs> no, but... The two sisters that play tonight, you know what? One good thing about having siblings play the game is that they bicker more than, than regular. You know, like relationships, they're trying to keep a good face. Sisters and brothers and, and sisters and siblings, they really go at each other. So, yeah, I think we weren't far off of murdering at one point. <laughs> Do you know what? To be fair, if I got in there with my sister, I reckon we'd murder Oh, God, each other, you so guys. Yeah, tell you what. Yeah, and that'd be before you even got in the cube. <laughs> 
uh, if we're honest. I have enjoyed a lot of the mother and daughter situations. Uh, one that springs to mind, Andy, is when they, they had uh, a really small part of the cube that they had to blindfold themselves and step into this, like, it was like one square yeah. metre. They had to get their whole feet in. I don't know how you did it, but it was literally like a middle-aged woman and a young woman walking into a square with a blindfold on, and I was on the edge of my seat for 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. And the old, poor mum, she definitely needed a wheel alignment because as soon as you put the blindfold on her, she just started tilting left. It was like a ship with all the cargo on one side. She just kept going off. Mum was a 1970s Tirana, <laughs> but it's seen better days. Again, though, blindfolding right. women in cubes, very oh, don't, murdery, Andy. Don't Lee. cancel culture this, okay? <laughs> it's taken us, what, five years at least to get Andy Lee back out on another TV project, and now you're going to have him back with Coon Cheese and Golden Gay Times in no time. Um, right. Uh, Andy, um, of course, the show uh, is going well. This is a weird kind of behind-the-scenes thing, but we shot the whole season in eight days. What? And so you kind of don't know what a show is going to be like. I'm really proud of it, but I definitely think there's areas where we could improve it as yeah. well. So I'd be good to have another, another crack at it. I was going to say, it's, it's really hard to evolve that quickly, to be honest, um, when you punch yep. through episodes that quickly. Give me a heads up if you do do a, a season two, though, because I played She'll bring her sister and they'll punch <laughs> on. <laughs> I played beer pong over the weekend and I was pretty good, so I reckon I've primed myself well Were for you it. sober? Uh, yes, at the start <laughs> well, of the I game like I was. I would like to do a celebrity version, Ellie. I think oh. that would be interesting. I would like to see celebrities with their partners and find out yeah. the real relationships they have rather than these Instagram relationships we well, see all the time. Well, all you need is a boyfriend, Ellie, and then and you sort it. And to be a celebrity, apparently. <laughs> 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 Way to touch a nerve, Andy. There's a fancy criteria I'm not ticking at the moment. Uh, I got, hey. got her on two counts. Yes. double punch. Andy Lee, yeah. thank you for your seal of approval. Love <laughs> you guys. Take care. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Uh, now, Bex, you know how I am qualified as a scientist? Um, yes. You have a behavioural science degree, which yep. is funny because you're the, probably one of the least mature people I know. Yeah, but um, science is right up my alley. We're about to speak to a, a mushroom expert, a, yeah, a mycologist, my after four o'clock. That's sciencey enough. But yeah. other scientists have come out today with the results of a study they've been doing. Yes. On the exact amount of money that you need to be happy if you're living in Australia. Oh, okay. Well, so... For like retirement or, no, or what the is, point is at which you're earning enough coin to... Yeah, so the salary that you're earning yes, that apparently buys you happiness. Now, okay. what they're saying is this is how much you need to earn to feel happy in Australia. Okay. So anyone who's Great. not earning this a month, this and a year yes. is obviously super sad. Side note, mm-hmm. um, you know that I've had a long and extensive career, which did include at one point a nervous breakdown. Yep. Whenever people talk about money and happiness, mm. I, without... Going into too fine a point, I was earning four times what I'm earning now. Whoa! You yeah. were earning forty million dollars. Yes. No. 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 I was earning. I was earning a very good money when I worked in Sydney and Melbourne, and I went crazy. So for so me, money doesn't buy happiness. Zero correlation. So happy now on the coast on a fraction of that wage. Well, mate, according to the scientists, you're wrong. So um, <laughs> apparently, money does buy happiness. All right, go on. Go on then. So to everybody, <clears throat> this Drum is up, the drum. This is the figure. That you need. My drums. Go. I've got a fun little suspense. Oh, okay. You don't want my drum roll. No, no. It would be great. Go for it. The figure you need to earn per year in order to be happy is $174,800. Holy hell. Anyone else feel All that that's us. a couple of decimals away from what you're making right now? <laughs> 
All of us earning under that. Mate, we don't even make that as a show. No, well, we are just <laughs> walking down the street with a bloody yeah. sad piano music playing. I, I want to ask you a question, right? Yeah. Oh, Why sorry, couldn't we sorry. do this at five minutes to six? I don't know, mate. Why do I have to be depressed for the rest uh, of the well, show Hey, now? apparently we're already depressed. That's the point, okay? God, give me my 174 grand. <laughs> and $800. Don't worry about that. See <laughs> Ellie and Bex. And I don't know about you, Chains, with all this moisture around, there's been a lot of fungi. <laughs> and we're not just talking about lawn. you, am I right? Yeah, it's been fungi time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I don't know why it's there. I don't know how long it's going to go for. I don't know if I can pick these things up, if I just run them over with the mower. Well, but well, you tell me you got a mate. That's the thing. I've been noticing them everywhere from Lulabard's bedroom. Everywhere I've been, I've seen yes. mushrooms on the side of the road. And I thought, hey, I eat mushrooms every single day. They're not the same thing. <laughs> well, I just want to find out. So mm. I've tracked down Wayne, who's the president of the Queensland Mycological Society, yes. which specialises in all things fungi. Hello, Wayne. Hi, how are you doing? We're very well, mate. Now, we should outline, although you kind of just did, mycology is the study of fungi, right? That's right, as opposed to botany or zoology, which is the study of either plants or animals. Oh. And mycology are neither. They're neither plants nor animals, so it's a science in its own. <gasps> so, right. so a mushroom is not a plant? Is not a plant? Not a plant, not an animal. In fact, if you had to put them closer to either thing, they're probably closer to animals than they are plants. Wow, Stop it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited <laughs> so, for this chat. I have to ask you a question. You'd be familiar, being a Sunny Coast native yourself, with the sorts of fungi we're talking about that are popping up on lawns and uh, sidewalks and whatnot. Yeah, Brisbane roads. Are Ooh. they? When we say they're mushrooms, first of all, are we saying the, same, the right thing? Yes, yes. So a mushroom really is like a little parasol type thing. So... I guess they are what we'd call a mushroom um, in, in the sense that they, they have the little cap and the, the stem. It's a little umbrella sort of con, uh, arrangement so that the um, the rain won't get the spores wet underneath. So Stop it. It's, a, it's like the flower on the fungus. It's, it's pushing up a flower and saying, hey, I, I'd like to spread my spores. In the same way you see a flower flowering on a tree, this is the flower of the fungus which lives on the ground. And the, the sole purpose of that little mushroom is simply to spread spores. It's called sporocarp. Is a spore like a seed? Yeah, yeah, spore is okay. what you would uh, probably uh, think of as a seed in a plant. When someone talks too much about mushrooms, is it sporing? No, anyhow, okay, good. <laughs> uh, now, I'm the fun guy, I don't get bored with it. Oh, yeah, why no? One of us had to do it. And all those jokes about being fed crap and kept in the dark, and he's hurt, he's hurt them all. Hey, uh, Wayne, I uh, wanted to ask you, predominantly the ones I'm seeing in my backyard in Bedina, the big white things, um... Yes. If in doubt, chlorophyll and molybdites. Of course, that's of what course. I thought. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I got that written was my down guess. here. Yeah, chlorophyll and molybdites. Yeah, yeah. The green gills. Yes. Yes. Uh, the problem is a lot of mis- a lot of people mistake them for field mushrooms too, because they occur often in green fields. So oh. for the layman, they're easy to mistake for field mushrooms, but it's a grave mistake because uh, you, if you ingest them, you're going to be very sick. Really? You might not die, but you'd probably wish you were dead. Is it the sort of thing that people um, sort of hallucinate off, and you shouldn't be going near? No, no, no. There's no psychotropic compounds in there. Just really nasty toxins, which will make you very ill. So how can you tell the difference between a mushroom that you can eat and a mushroom that you can't eat? Is it just knowing the One, species in the shop. Or, or varieties? <laughs> it's a good question. We, I have, we have general guidelines for field mushrooms. And the first one is, of course, uh, it's pretty easy to remember. You avoid green and gold, which are our national colours. So these ones we pop up, uh, they have pale gills. They start out with white gills, but as they get older, the group, the gills get uh, rather greenish. Um, so you'd want to avoid those. And if you do find a field mushroom like you would find in Orbos or Coles, they have pink gills to start with and they go brown. But the ones to avoid are the ones when you cut them, they stain yellow. Um, however, generally we, sp- we say to people, if you can't identify species, 
then don't eat it don't at all. Don't eat it. If and even are. if it is an edible fungus, there's, there are other concerns. It might be growing in an old landfill site. It could be laced with cadmium or toxic. You can't eat the raw. That's dangerous. The all phrase? that sort of thing. So it really is a whole conversation you have to have with people. The we just say don't eat them. Edible fungus. I don't know. For some reason, it makes me feel a bit name. sick. It's yeah. a really good band name. <laughs> it's a good band name. Now, Wayne, I've got to ask you, uh, for uh, humans and, I guess, household pets alike, if someone does mistakenly ingest these things, while well, you're not a doctor. Um, Poison's information yeah. hotline, 131126. Okay. There you go. Straight done. away. Done. I can see why you're president, Wayne. Are you know it's good under control. <laughs> And we need you need a specimen of what you what's been ingested too is yes. a really good thing. Take a it to the vet. Specimen of what you've inge- what someone's yeah. ingested. Yep. Okay. Is, uh, is re- critically important. First time on this um, show, you would have heard someone say a specimen of what someone's ingested too. <laughs> <laughs> Wayno, can I ask how did you get into mycology? Well, I was an avid bushwalker, and I went to one of my favourite areas to walk one week after again a, a long period of rain, and the entire place had transformed. There was fungi everywhere in every shape and colour and form. And I just started to photograph and thinking, wow, this must be a whole thing. So within a week, I was at the Mushroom Festival in Brisbane and looked, staring down microscopes and looking at spores. And um, within a year or so, I became their treasurer and then their president. And wow. um, it's a really interesting field to be involved in. It's, was it I think a- it's because of the lack of knowledge in this field of science that it makes it so interesting. People what? get involved and really make a difference in when the area. You, when you rose to the top, was it a bloodless coup or was it a, a hostile takeover? <laughs> is, it, is it like every, you know, you know like regional sort of, you know, social sports where, you know, the committees are heavily political <laughs> or the mycology crowd, are they, are they all No, it's funny. Relaxed? Most people in mycology are very old. So I remember <laughs> when I first joined, someone came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, oh, it's nice to see someone under 50. <laughs> um, of, course things, of course, things have changed. Mycology is becoming uh, the flavour of the month. And, yeah, it's cool. you know, the interest in mycology has broadened. And now our society has members ranging from eight years of age all the way up to 76. So wow. we've got a really interesting broad spectrum of people involved and interested in fungi. Maybe I should join the society. Yeah, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy we, this. We go out bushwalking. Yeah. And, and do you ever, have you ever gone out bushwalking, <laughs> picked a mushroom, and eaten it on the spot? You know, we have the knowledge. So we did. We, we have had feasts where we've we've got we sourced <laughs> wild fungi, and we've had ten course degustation feasts and so on. But we have the knowledge required to identify the species yeah. to know that they're safe to eat. What's your favourite? If you don't, then it's What's... fraught with danger. <laughs> and we tell people don't eat from the wild. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely don't. Unless you, uh, okay, no, you're not going to waste thirty seconds of this show. What's... Ask him what his favourite mushroom is. Yes, no. What's his favourite mushroom dish? Herisium. Oh. It's called lion's mane. It um, it tastes halfway between prawn and duck, and what? it's really easy to cultivate. So you can grow it yourself, okay. and it's a really delicious mushroom. But it you'll tastes... never see it in any green grocer. Wow! It tastes halfway between a prawn and a duck. That is yeah, a... herisium. It's uh, some people call it lion's Fuck. mane. <laughs> that is a that's an impressive mushroom. I'm just googling it there. It's really done well herisium. for itself. And your favourite way to cook mushies? Oh, you don't do too, too much them at all. Don't do too much. Just um, fry them up with some butter and fry them up with some toast. Well, Where that's go. a good-looking mushroom. Is it? It kind of looks like the, the Julux dog. Look. I want to see the reason. Oh, wow. I am taking up mycology. Wayne, you can expect a call from me. This has been very fascinating. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, beware the hook because it gets you. It gets you in. And yeah, up, you're in it now. It becomes obsessive and interesting. But there's so much to learn and so interesting. So, oh, Well, next time I see a stray mushroom on the streets of the sunny coast, I will think of you and your society. Thank you so much for coming on the show and answering our millions of questions. Are you very welcome. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Great new game. Drunk or kid? Which one was I? 
but it has provided us with the lols. You call us, tell us a story that happened to you when you were either drunk or a kid, and we guess which one it was. It is as simple yep. as that. Uh, let's kick things off with Kiani from Narimba. Hit us with your drunk or a kid story, my friend. <clears throat> um, walking through a car park, approaching food works and tripping over a parking block and breaking arms. <laughs> Okay, that, that's actually, you know what, that's a great example of a really simple story, yes. Chani. And what happens in my brain, I don't know about yours, is I immediately go for either drunk or a kid and then I think about it a little more and I go, hang on a minute. But mm. So I ne- immediately went drunk. I immediately no. went kid. Oh! <laughs> 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 what happened? Just walking through the car park, it was a bit dark and tripped over the parking block and broke arm. <laughs> oh, that's right. I just love your ability yeah. to summarise, Kiani. Could I get you in here to talk to some of our staff? Because yeah. some of the emails we get. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we get. It's a dangerous world out there. It yes. is. There's too much fluff. Too oh. much fluff, Kiani. But that is a cracker of a story. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, let's move on to Jess from Bly Bly. Jess, hit us with your story and we'll guess whether you were drunk or whether you were a kid. Okay, um, so I was hanging out at a pool and I went to jump in from the side mm. and as I jumped, my legs fell through the pool drainage system and oh. I got my legs stuck oh. and I went to pull it out oh. and I didn't realise that there was like, I, I essentially thrown my leg into a bolt and I jumped in the pool anyway and then blood started filling the pool and I ripped a chunk of my shin out. Oh! Oh my goodness! Oh, I just okay. To, okay. All, All right. right. So let's 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 get our our scientific hats on. Pool parties, uh, Todd. Kids and adults have kid. them. No, but see, here's the here's my defining point, and here's why it's kid. Because when you're an adult. You kind of swim at parties, you frolic around, you know what I mean? You do backflips and all yeah, that sort of not, stuff. Yeah. But you're never near a pool that has that fancy drainage system. That's always at school. No. Oh. I'm going to say, kid, what do you think, Chaney? Look, just to be devil's advocate, and because I probably would do something similar if I was drunk, <laughs> uh, always, I'm going to go drunk. Yeah, yeah. Please, well, that's going to be the answer to everything, man. <laughs> Lock that in. Uh, <laughs> what were you? I was a kid. Hey. I'm telling you. <laughs> That is dead set drainage genius on my behalf, if I'm honest. <laughs> was that the case? Yeah. Was it a public pool drain? Good detective work. It was school carnival wow. back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I was 12 years old. I have to Very be, impressive. be honest, as a little fat kid with cerebral palsy, I hated school carnival. I loved them. It was like, we've gotten everyone together to show how crap you are at swimming again. Let's do it! Uh, imagine being the little fat kid that hurts their leg in the pool. Oh, you God. Never live that yeah, down. and then she fell through the floor, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Jess, for coming to the movies. I think Jess and I just both got triggered. Ellie and Bex. So on the weekend, uh, my lovely wife and I were at the plaza mm-hmm. and uh, going to see my mate uh, Steve's place, Miss Pickle, who we've been to a few times oh. for lunch. And uh, on the way out, there was that sort of uh, on the way out there to the sort of outside of the building, they had uh, a little setup with the guide dogs, and the guide dogs were raising money. Oh, uh, yep. And there was a, a, a Labrador, just a golden uh, Labrador, right? That was sitting down there, and he had a bowl in front of him, and the bowl was full of cash. And I'm really hmm. conscious of not patting or touching service dogs of any description. Yeah, right? you're a big not allowed thing. to unless their jackets yeah, are off. Yeah, yeah. And anyhow, he was off the clock, and I was told by the lady as I sort of you know, made it very apparent that I'm dog crazy, um, that you, I could pat old mate, right? 
Oh. And then I thought to myself, he's next to a whole bowl of cash. I have to give something if I'm going to pat the dog. True. Unless he's busking. No. <laughs> yes, he had a harmonica. Yeah, whipping little, out a song. A little harmonica. I was like, please, no. No more Leonard Skinner. I can't do it. <laughs> Anyhow, as I lean down, he's got stacks of cash. And I just put my hand in my pocket. And I never have cash, as you know. I'm a tap and go guy all the time. Yep. I happen to have a tenner in my pocket. Whoa, what was right. that from? I can't even remember, mate. I can't even remember why I had it. It may just be from the last time I wore those pants. In 1996 yeah, exactly. when cash was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So I put this tenor in the bowl because I don't want to look like a, a tight ass, right? Yeah. Oh, if anything, you look like a hero. Donating a note of any kind is all, always and a hero And my wife move. straight away was like, I just love that about you. You had generous Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yes. Anyhow, I had a thought as I put the tenor in to this bowl of change, like nobody's business. Is it okay if I take a couple of dollars back? No, no, Bex. But could I say, Bex. no, could I just put the tenner in it and take $5 back? No. I'm still, but then I'm still donating. I know. but $5 you, to the charity. You are being what you're donating to, a dog. Oh, it's a bit disrespectful to the dog. But <laughs> uh, I have True. this question and I'd, I'd like the Sunny Coast to answer it. And I don't know either way, but it was a fair assumption on my part. It was a fair question that happened at the time. Can you take change from a charity box? Assuming you leave more than what you start with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're taking money out of a charity box. But can I put a tenner in, say, in and pull five, five out? Look, I no, you can't. Is my is my you're definitely answer. not. But the problem is between yeah. you and me, like no one else is listening right now. I would actually want to take change as well. Like, yeah, that's it. It's, fair, it's a fair thing. Because but no, here's the you thing. Cannot. But here's the other thing: is like I didn't know what was in my pants at that particular time. I just knew I had a note, mm, right? Okay. So what's usually in your pants? Here's the other thing. <laughs> Don't want to go there. Married man, thank you. <laughs> here's the other thing: is wouldn't you just want people to be comfortable with what they're giving? No, you know what I mean? I'd want the more. I don't care if they're uncomfortable. Give me more money. If I'm the guide dog, Paige in Nambour. Hello. Hello. How are you going? Good. Thanks. I like the fact that I'm copying it from Ellie, who's not donating. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> easy, to, easy to decide what someone else does with their money, isn't it? Um, I wasn't there. I'll give it to them uh, right now. In now. that situation, I mean, we've all had that thought, is it okay to take change out of the box? Well, is it okay or can you? Because at first saying can you, yes, you definitely can. Yes. However, is it okay and should you? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. However, what, what, saying when you said, do you want people to be comfortable with what they donate, if it was my charity, I definitely would. I'd want to make sure... Yes. You know, obviously you're charitable. You don't want anybody else to go without either. So. Well, because well, here's the other thing. You think about it. If I were to put my hand in my pocket, not to be, I want to be clear, I was totally comfortable with the $10 donation. I just had that thought of, you will have to take stuff back. I was cool with the 10 right? That's cool. I'm happy with that. Had I pulled oh, out a $100 note, yeah. right? I, I, yeah, exactly. Then to, I would have <laughs> said to her, hey, could I get maybe 90 bucks change? Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? But yeah. so, so there's a threshold in both your minds, really. Circumstantial, I think, yep, depending on the money, the amount you put down. So do you actually have a charity? Because if so, do you want to plug yeah, it? Yeah, you sound knowledgeable. Yes. No, 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 um, I, I don't. I mean, I work for a profit, like non-profit children's organisation, but no, I don't have my own charity. Oh, it's all right. We're it's all right. Happy to help Not out the kids. Has a charity. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have one either. Okay. Neither. Yep. Um, $10, I'm $10 further away from setting one up too as a result <laughs> of the weekend. Interesting point of view though, Paige, and it's, it's, it is good occasionally on this show to have an intellectual conversation. Yes, thank you, Doesn't Paige. happen often. Glad I could help. Thank <laughs> you. I know we do need it. Bill is in Maroochydore. Now, thank you for calling us with your opinion, Bill. Welcome to the show. 
Hello, and uh, how's your afternoon? It's, well, it's oh, great. great. This is great, guys. <laughs> Salutations rate very highly yeah, on commercial it. radio. <laughs> this is good chat. Bill, Bill, you know the drill. Um, I was uh, there in front of the dog, uh, the guide dog. I put 10 bucks in the in the bowl, and I thought to myself, could I take five back? Mate, personally, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Not that I've ever done it. I think you should be able to. Um, but I've only not done it out of fear of being burnt on the stake out the front of the shop. But, um, <laughs> and then you can look at it the other way and go, well, okay, I'm just going to keep my whole 10 bucks. That's so they're true. Gonna on five now. That's true. 100%, and that's what my point before was simply, I would say you just got to give what you're comfortable giving. We say that when we do yeah. work with, uh, you know, inclusive kids and stuff like that. You know, give where you're comfortable. I was cool with the tenner, but I did have a thought about maybe pinching a five on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I do that when I throw in a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> you do that when you throw in a $2 coin, Bill. What are you talking about? Damn, I wish I had two $1. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, sounds like the sort of guy who's got a million dad jokes that are just, like, ready to go. Do you, Bill? Like do you have a couple of dad jokes up your sleeve while we've got you? No, no, only a really poor one, which is probably, um, what's, what's, no, I don't know, sorry, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Did you censor yourself, William? It was going to be, he did, he didn't want to take his his third favourite show off air, and we respect that, Bill. No, he's just calling about the charity stuff, (laughs) not about the dirty dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.